Salutations and welcome to another episode of the Native Immigrants. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hello. It's the final week of the month of love, Jojo B. Finally come to an end. Yes, it has. Sad times, sad times for us. Yes. And it's uh, it's apt hmm. that it also coincides with this episode, episode 69 <laughs> of our show. It's almost like we've waited all this time for this show to come along so we can say it's episode 69. <laughs> we should have done like a kind of naughty episode. Well, okay, so we've actually talked about this and debated it the last couple of weeks. Uh, on whether we should actually do an episode based around, you know, the intimate side of our community. Of uh, our community? Of marriage? Of, let's just say it, because we're grown-ups. Yeah, of yeah, sex. Yeah. Of sex, I mean, yeah, yeah. everyone knows we've done it because we made a baby. There is a baby, and the baby did happen because of uh, intercourse. Yes. And so, I mean, that's not the only one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I thought we were only supposed to get married to procreate. Uh, when we That's do stuff. It, yeah. yeah. Um, talking of which, huh. you're going to let this lot know of the little revelation that you told me this morning? <laughs> uh, that I dream cheated on you. Yes. We are now even. Yeah. So, yeah, I, out of nowhere, and I don't normally have these kind of dreams, bro. Most of my dreams are all like wrestling based. <laughs> and so the fact that, the, that I actually cheated on Jojo B in my dream, actually, I. If I remember correctly, I don't think I actually went ahead with the deed. I think I contemplated it with another woman, but I, I stopped myself. Who was the other woman? Was she famous? No, it's just some random chick. I'd never met this woman in my life. Wow. You know, I could say it's like Claire from work, but then that would just like throw things off course completely in our whole marriage, wouldn't it? Yes, because so. at least I went for Chris Hemsworth. Mm. You know, so in my dream, an ex said to me, come, come back to me. And I was like, get fucked. And I was really upset because I was like, why would this dickhead think I would do this? And then Chris Hemsworth came and he was like, are you okay? You look really sad. And then took me away back to his lair and did what he needed to do. Yeah. Um. So at least I went with, at least I went with Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Yeah. You just picked a random. Well, you know, I'd rather more, a more realistic option, you know, because then it obviously gives the, the thought processes that it may may or may not actually happen um but if there was an instance like that then obviously i would you know make sure that i remind myself of the sanctity of marriage which is what i did in my dream unlike yours where you literally didn't give two fucks i mean it's chris hemsworth come on he's like top of my allowed list mm. this is some random lady random whereas... lady is now all of a sudden in the top five she's she's ascended the ranks no, no, uh, of the charts the, the allowed list is not a lot of, like real people they're celebrities I don't know that we all know will never ever I... be able to have you know it's weird you know like people in dreams are usually people that you come across or, or at least see in life i have actually no idea where this person in my head came from this is why I'm amazed. Is it like weird science? You just kind of created your favorite Amaz woman. Kelly LeBrock would be fucking amazing, <laughs> fam. I would like, yeah, I'd have no qualms in walking out of you or our son in that instance. I wouldn't really have people just in case you start to question me as a man. Um, but yeah, so I did dream cheat. I was the first to admit it as well. And that's the first act in, you know, into redemption. Uh, we is, have an open to, and honest marriage. Exactly. It's not an open marriage. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not an open marriage. It's my key no, people. It's an Put honest. Your key in locks in. And there's lots of. Um, <laughs> no car keys will be exchanged. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
No, this is an open. You mean and we're you very don't communicative, know? and so if we dream cheat, we tell each other. Okay, so yeah, so like, so the Native Immigrant Swingers Party. Are we <laughs> no, this is not a franchise that we need to start. So this is what I'm saying. Look, so episode sixty nine, right? We come back full circle. You know, we were thinking of talking about sex. You know, how much of it because it is still a massive taboo in our community. And we haven't spoken about, about it. it, even though we talk about all lots of other aspects of marriage. We've never talked about sex before. And I was just, you know, the thing is, for me, it's more about what our listeners want, you know, because I, in the back of mind, I'm like, you know, that our listeners are like our family. Would we talk to our family about sex? No. But there's the point of like, kind of, I mean, you're not going to go around giving details to your parents, but I mean, like opening up and not being embarrassed or is shy mm, yeah. or, you know, feeling ashamed of these things is the point of our show. True, true, true. And so... And I'd like to think that m- all of our listenership are people over the age of 18. If, if you're a child listening to our show, hi, Beta, hope you're enjoying what we're no, saying. No, because right? we're still, blind all over the place. Yeah. And so your parents, you know, need to know what you're listening to. Exactly, you yeah, know, true, true. But this is the World Wide Web, so anyone can listen to anything now. Um, and obviously we do put, you know, disclaimers uh, before all the shows on all our social media things that these are explicit shows. So please I mean, beware. we're hardly Pornhub, are we? So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're just, you know, in the, in the midst of thinking if there is a demand for us to talk about this, obviously our show tackles all the, you know, things within <laughs> our community. What are you expecting? People to just go, please talk about sex. We want to talk about sex with you. Talk about sex. Talk about sex. No, people are not going to say this to us. No, so we're just going to decide it. if okay. we want to say it or not. Okay, okay. Let's put it this way. If people <laughs> are against us talking about it, let us know. Why would they be against it? Because and, people And like, oh. if they are, does not make us want to do it even more? Because That's so true. Like, why should, if we don't even listen to our own families, why are we going to listen to you? That's very true. That's very true. Do you know what I mean? Like, the whole point of us is that we don't give a shit. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I can, I can, I can live with that. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we're going to do a future show about sex then. No, no. It's episode 69. Let's do it this week. Well, we've got all, we've planned the show already, isn't it? Yeah, we have. But let's be spontaneous. So we're going to... Are we changing the whole show now based on this conversation at the start of this, yes. start of this podcast? Yeah, we have literally never done this. And this is not rehearsed. This is not like a bit that we're doing for the podcast. Literally, we are going to, yeah. If you, I mean, if you're on it. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's really weird. I can tear up all these notes I have here that I fucking planned <laughs> no, and prepped and organized for. That means that we don't have to worry about next week's show either. We can do that next week. Okay. So, um, all right. So this show is going to be about sex then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about sex. Um, yeah, probably talking about... <laughs> Why are you asking that? We're going to be talking about sex? We are, we, yeah, because yeah, because obviously, like we know, we, we you know, actually, I like to say that we're a, a, a well organized and professional podcast. No, we're not. We're not, you know, because it's you know, in between trying to look after our bubs, working and maintaining a household, you know, we just about have time to do this on a week by and week. And job basis. hunting, job hunting is a job in itself. Yeah, exactly. So you know, we we just about have some time to to make this happen, and so deciding what to do every week. <laughs> is the hardest task and it, it, it's it's sometimes a spur of the moment thing on the day of the podcast it's like why don't we discuss this more often than not yeah and so um and so we had a plan for this week's show um that was in motion up until about 10 minutes ago um <laughs> but we'll probably do that for next week now and this week's show episode 69 aptly 
is going to be about sex. Um, uh, you know what? It just shows how childish we are as well because it's episode 69. That, that's yeah, I know. Just... This is honestly, we are the worst. <laughs> if you want to know, like, if you want to know the, the real sanctity of our marriage um, and how uh, our conversations uh, lie uh, on a day-by-day basis, literally just before we are recording this podcast, we were talking about what our stripper names would be. Um, and so, and so and Jojo Bees, because there was like, there was a bit, a bit of fluff on her hair. And, and, and um, I, she, I said, there's something in your hair. She's like, what is it? I was just, I was just some fluffy scum. And she was like, that would be such a cool stripper name. That would be my stripper name, Fluffy Scum. And I just thought, wow. You know, the other households talk about mortgages and like, you know, things that, things that need to get done in the household. Ours are what our stripper names would be. And um, um, quite often we will say, that's the title of your sex tape. Title of your sex tape. Shout out to my boys are here for instilling that debauchery on us. Um, yeah. But yeah, like stripper, like my stripper name. So I did a porn name generator a number of years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and mine was Buck Slams. Which is also uh, the uh, a name of a rapper as part of Caravan Crooks that looks like me and, and it's the same height and build. What a as coincidence! Me. Uh, and uh, apparently, people say that it could even be me, but I, I'm not here to you know he's not here to defend himself, and my lawyers aren't present here, so I can't answer that question. Um, when I used to go out, like girls often do this. You always have like a fake name, right? Mine was Lola. Lola. Lola, yeah. Were you a showgirl? Well, this is what it was named after. I love that song. Mm. The Copa. Yeah. Copacabana. Which we sang the whole time we were in Brazil when we were walking down Copacabana, Copacabana Beach. Beach. Yeah, yeah. We literally like were the worst kind of tourist. Uh, just, just yeah, walk, yeah. People are trying to sell us like cannabis and heroin and shit, and we're just singing Copacabana into their faces. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, and then the girl from Ipanema when we walked down Ipanema Beach because yeah. we were like smack bang in the middle of both. I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, this week. Mm. Just. The company that I worked for when I went to Brazil and work and being in Brazil and working in Brazil, I'm like, I really miss. That I'm just life. thinking about that was that. a different world. Yeah, just not, not you know, put Brazil out of the equation. Being able to do any kind of holiday or any kind of excursion like that won't happen until we're at least like 60, 65. And that was really like because my plan, my trip to Brazil was planned really far in advance with work, but the dates were never set. Mm. And I found out the week before I was due to go when when I was going. And then on the spur of the moment, we decided that you might as well come as well. Yeah, exactly. And so we extended the trip and you kind of joined. Yep. Got a chance to see Brazil, which is awesome. Um, Yeah. But like I said, there was one of those opportunities that came along. um, I would encourage anyone uh, to visit Brazil. Maybe not right now. Probably not right now, obviously. Um, Especially with a far-right government as well as the current COVID situation. Um, but in the future, please do check out Brazil. It's absolutely amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, we're not going to get a chance to go there for a very, very long time ourselves. So maybe we can live vicariously through you um, and tell us uh, what went down. when Colombia was next on our list, wasn't it? Stop this fuck's sake, you <laughs> bastard, all right? This is what Jojo does. New Zealand Jujube is going to be... Jujube. We're going to go to Colombia and then... She does this all the time. Oh, do you remember we could have had this now? Do you think we could have gone to here now? <laughs> do you know where we could have gone? We could we have gone to Japan. We could take him to Colombia. Fuck that shit. Are you out of your mind? Like, okay, we probably could. And lots of people take their families and go to visit, like, you know, all these amazing countries and stuff to, to check them out. It will not be the same kind no, of holiday that I would want when going to Colombia 
or Mexico or Japan and all these places that we talked about going to. It's not the same holiday. Okay. So shut up. What can we do? We can carry on with this podcast um, and stop digressing, which is what you fucking do every week. Look um, what the digression has done, though. It's changed the whole face of the podcast. Oh, yes, and great. It's just fucking reminded me how shit everything is because I can't go to Brazil again for a long time. But we'll Thanks. talk about sex. But we will be talking about sex in the second half of this show. Um, I guess we'll be talking about um, not, not our favorite positions and shit like that. But, you know, more about like, you know... Yeah, we're not com- going to give you practical advice or like discuss the Kama Sutra. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can go up and read that kind of shit on, online. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll probably be talking about, you know, the taboos uh, for it within our, our community um, and what it's like post-marriage uh, and pre-marriage, I guess. In and that, post-baby. Post-baby, sorry, is what I meant to say more in more uh, accurate terms. But what we're going to talk about on this half of the show, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank again everyone that's contributed towards the signed copies of the recipe mixtape, a seven-year-old mixtape that people are still interested in in 2020. Seven years. I find it absolutely remarkable um, that people still like the project, love the project, still want copies of the project. Uh, yeah, it amazes me to this day. Um, it was a proper labor for labor for love, a labor of love even. Yes. And so I'm eternally grateful for everyone uh, that supported the project. And I did mention a few weeks ago that for everyone that has contributed towards it, mm-hmm. that I will be giving them a little surprise. Ooh. Yes. And I'll reveal all right now. So everyone that contributed towards the project will be getting a free track from yours truly. Oh my days. Yes, indeed. A free Swami Barakas tune. And not only that, because I could just give you a track of mine from the past that's been out there and everyone's heard and probably on YouTube and Spotify and SoundCloud and everywhere. Where's the fun in that? But no, I'm giving you an exclusive, unreleased track that was recorded during the recipe studio sessions all those years ago. So it's been locked away in a vault all this time and is only unleashed for those people that contributed towards the mixtape. Even I had never heard of it. I was like, he put it on the other day and I was like, have you just done a new track? Mm. What's going on here? What's this? Yep. I was like, this is really good. And he was like, yeah, this is one of the ones that didn't make it onto the mixtape. I'd never heard it yep. in all these seven years. Well, the thing is for the mixtape, right? So there's, I think there's about 17 tracks on there. I can't even remember how many tracks there are on there now. Um, but we recorded loads and loads and loads of tunes for that mixtape. Um, and it was a case of like, you know, sitting there and carefully choosing what went on there um you know there was there's so many tracks that i wanted to get really get on there and then speaking to my team at the time they said no i think go for this one instead so it was a massive collaborative project um and you know between us we sat there and chose the best tracks to go on there and some tracks which i really you know strongly pressed for didn't make it um and other tracks where i kind of thought oh really everyone else absolutely adored and so um, this track didn't make it on there, which was surprising at the time because it is produced by the legendary Kami K. And it does feature my brother Dialect, who was a rapper in the what, must be late 2000s now, early 2010s. Um, and then, yeah, he quit the rap game, but he was a sick spitter. 
Um, and he's featured on the project as well, and it's called Hip Hop, aptly named. Yes. Does what it says on the tin. Exactly. Um, and it's pretty much like a, you know, a, a, a breeze through the whole subculture from the eyes of the Barracuda. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, this track is only available to those people that have contributed to the mixtape. So if you want a copy of this tune, you're going to have to get a signed copy of the recipe mixtape. And obviously... Do you know what you should have done? What? You should have sent it out on tape recording so no one can then like do any funny business with it. Tape recording? Yeah, you should have put it onto like tape and then sent it to A cassette tape? Yeah, like a cassette tape, yeah. You realise that no one this side of 1992 would be able to listen to it then? We have a cassette player. I think we're probably the only people (laughs) uh, in in today's age that still have a cassette player uh, in their living rooms. In the, on the hi-fi system. Yeah. Um, yeah, because no one, no one can listen to cassettes. But then no one would be able to do any funny business, see? So what's the point of making the whole fucking tune, <laughs> sending it to people that can't even fucking listen to it? What's the point? I could just say, yes, I've got a track right now. Don't all the cool kids features, have cassette players now? Because aren't they like retro cool again? It retro. features Nas and Jay-Z on this tune. <laughs> and we're going to send it out to people on Betamax. <laughs> and so you need a Betamax player in order to listen to it. And it's only a specific Peter Max player, one by uh, Toshiba. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! All or right, Ariston. Fine. It's an Ariston Peter Max player. All oh, right. Um, so yeah. So uh, it will be sent out uh, as a download to everyone that contributed towards it. If you would like a copy of the mixtape, a f- signed copy of the mixtape, get in touch with me. Contribute a little satin satin for it, and I'll be able to send out a free track to you too. Yes. <laughs> Give him money and he will give you music. I will. I will indeed. Um, also, um, a friend of mine. Um, you have friends? I do, as a matter of fact. Unlike you, whose only friend in the whole world is her son. I have um, lots of friends. I just don't contact any of them. <laughs> I don't speak to any of them. I want to look in their direction at all. I love them very much. From I afar. just can't be asked to talk to anyone anymore. How are these people still... Why would anyone want to be your friend? I don't get it. I honestly don't understand. Doesn't everyone feel this way now, though? Like, you just constantly have to be in touch with everyone all the fucking time. This lady, my God. I'm amazed. How how can anyone cherish this person as a friend in their life? I'm, I'm just about able to tolerate her as a wife. As a friend who doesn't want to contact you... When you ring, she won't even answer the phone because I can't be fu- fucking asked. No, to no one rings now. me anymore. That's why, isn't it? Yeah. Because when people tried calling you and you never answered the phone, and then no, I was always busy, and, and I was like, them. I was always busy with bubs, and then you can't blame bubs for the years before yeah, that. Yeah, no, because I used to talk to people before that, yeah. and then now I don't. Well, I used to use my, you know, my commute time to catch up with people. I don't have commute time anymore, so now all my time is spent just doing things that need to be done, and then when I do get like an hour to myself. Mm. I keep that hour to myself. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to communicate. I'm constantly communicating and I can't be fucked with it sometimes. Okay. Um, <laughs> otherwise, motherhood is an angelic joy. Um, <laughs> uh, but as I was saying, a friend of mine, Suki Bansal Bamra. That's the most Punjabi name in the whole world. Um, apt, because she's also Punjabi. So she fits that stereotype very, very well. Uh, but she has launched a new TV casting agency. And what's amazing about this particular one is that it caters to the ethnic LGBTQ and underrepresented groups. 
Now, you know, Suki's been working for a number of years on so many different productions, especially on the BBC, including The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Every time The Apprentice comes on, I see her name on the credits. I was like, bruv, Suki up in this. Um, so she's got amples of experience and loads and loads of credentials. And now it's time for her, I guess, to give back to the community. Yeah. And, you know, our community, we've spoke about this every single week here on this podcast representation and how we're really underrepresented currently right now on television and on film and music and across all the creative arts and here is a casting agency that really caters to these people to our people mm-hmm. um so it's a great initiative and i fully encourage you to get involved it's free to register and you can email suki b casting that's s u k h i b c-a-s-t-i-n-g at gmail.com and you know just yeah free register get involved um she's on facebook as well suki b casting she's on instagram as well suki b casting one word um yeah absolutely get involved it's amazing it's brilliant this is what we've been saying we need more of we need all the encouragement that we can get basically and this is and a, a, like a, a big stepping stone into trying to get people from an Asian background on the right platforms. Absolutely. And LGBTQ. Yes. Um, you know, there's so many other, you know, underrepresented groups. And, you know, we always talk about where are the opportunities and how come there's no, you know, uh, you know, platforms for our people to get themselves heard and seen and spoken on TV. And so we just got to do it ourselves, yep. you know. And so Suki's getting on the forefront of that to make that happen. So yeah, get involved. Jojo B is you know looking for something to do, fam. Get on the television. Isn't it? I don't think anyone wants to see my face on TV. I don't think that's that's where I belong. I belong <sighs> behind a mic in people's ears. Right. I will penetrate you through your ears. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know why every time you say that I've kind of think of that scene from Scary Movie. Um, you just got to watch it to, to know what I'm talking about. Oral penetration yeah. with an AU. <laughs> AU. Oral penetration. Oral penetration. I love it. Love it. Um, and uh, also, <laughs> so another random thing that happened this week. Um, Episode 69. Honestly, seriously, it's just going the levels on the show. The levels. Um, so I, I, I was selling some stuff on Facebook Marketplace this past week. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman got in touch with me. His name is Mandeep. Uh, and he came along basically to to pick some of this stuff up just this past week on a you know on a safe COVID you know kind of social distancing collection. Yes. Um, now I don't know for what reason but we just got talking, uh, and what I found out about this gentleman is he is a UK sumo champion. What? A UK that's United Kingdom. Yeah. Sumo champion. And. He's an opener. I'm trying to get my head to compute this. Yes, I know. So, it's so like a, sumo wrestling. Yes. Yeah. As in, you know, sumo wrestling. Sumo, yeah. Japanese as in the sport. art from Japan. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And he's the UK champion. He is the UK champion for his age and, uh, I guess, category, weight categories and such. How do you even get into this? Well, he, like, because I, I, I was having a conversation with him. I probably need to get him on one day yeah, to talk about it more. I think we might more. need to because I need to understand more about this. Yeah. Um, but he, um, you know, he's, he's in his late 30s. And so he got into the sport really late. But he realized that there was, 
you know, back in the early 90s, when we, talk, we, were, like, we were talking about this a long time back, where it was on Channel 4 and mm. there was a massive interest for it in the UK. And that kind of subsided once it was taken off mainstream television. Mm. Um, but through like contacts and people, he realized that's still a massive scene for it here in the UK. Is there? Yeah, because we, we don't see it because we're not like out there on the forefront kind of like, you know, checking this shit out. Um, not shit. This is like a like a ancient oh no, it's an absolute like, like it's a, sport it's a it's a masterful discipline and it's not just it's not just uh physically based it's a spiritual thing as well it's a way of life sumo is a absolutely, way of life absolutely um and it's it, so i suggest you search for deep sumo dwp sumo um he's on facebook he's on instagram he's a uk sumo champion and he's asian you know so we were talking about Again. I'm going to search for it. Sorry, I need to see this guy because I was inside. I never got to see this man. Yeah, no, please do. Um, but um, carry on talking. I'm going to search for him. Yeah, no, you know, we, we spoke about representation on TV and film and uh, music, etc. But on our second ever show, we also spoke about sport and how still on some of the biggest sports in the UK, aside of cricket, we're still very underrepresented. And so a sport like sumo, which isn't on everyone's radar. Is this the guy? This is indeed, that's him himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Mandeep, Deep Sumo. That's a picture of him in Osaka. Well, yeah, exactly. So he's, he's gone around the world. Um, he went to like Japan um, and sort of trained with some of the Japanese sumo wrestlers out there. And he's currently ranked number one in his division as well. So Like around the world? No, or just in UK, the UK? UK, okay. UK ranked number one. But Apuna is a UK sumo champion. No, I like. I literally would never have known this. We really need to get him on the show because this is fascinating. Exactly, um, and it's yeah, it's a whole yeah. He was talking about like the 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 discipline, the focus, and the drive it takes to get to where he is currently. Um, but yeah, big up. It's not just Gobadi fam. We're number one in other things as well. Sumo being one of them. So yeah, make sure you check out Deep Sumo. Find out all about him, and then we'll get him on on a future show. Yes, because this I can't stop scrolling. It's brilliant. <laughs> Are you perving on another gentleman? No, I just while think sat it's there like, in front of me, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I listened to his whole conversation. I was like, oh my god, babe, you have a whole story in you right here. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, absolutely, we'll get him on in a future show. Make sure you listen out for that. Um, shout out to Ruckus Avenue. Like, okay, so we're on Ruckus Avenue every week. Yes, we, we are. Don't, we don't tell people enough about this as well. We are on Ruckus Avenue radio in north america every single thursday uh, as as a syndicated show you know so i want to shout out raul shout out sammy all the team out there in Ruckus. And the whole of north america we love you we do love you north america we don't love uh one of your presidents out there um but we do love you as a whole you know as a general thing yes <laughs> I was just thinking, except for the racists, we don't love you that much. No, we don't love but you. But everybody yeah. else, we love you. Yeah, all the tolerant people, we do love you. Everyone that listens to us on Rockers Avenue, basically, <laughs> right? out in the States, we love those people. Everyone else, you know, I don't know you. But, um, we, you know, we want to you know, shout out Rockers. They sent us some T-shirts this week. Uh, so we will model them uh, and, and spray them across our social media. I love media. a T-shirt. You do love a T-shirt. I can't lie. I'm currently wearing my... Uh, Love music, hate racism t-shirt. Big up. Woo -woo. You should love music and you should hate racism. 
Um, freebie from one of my old jobs. <laughs> yeah, most of your t-shirts are freebies from people's jobs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, a shout out to Ruckus Avenue. Make sure you listen to us week in, week out on their station. Um, and, yeah, tell them how much you love them. And then they might, you know, start sending us some money in that. Do you know what I mean? That's the main objective there. Yeah, or just more clothes. Or just more clothes, yeah. Or tickets. Tickets to America when it is, like, safe again. Yeah. In terms of politics and in terms of COVID. Yeah, so if you listen to us on Ruckus Avenue in the States, tell them so they can fly us out there, at safety obviously being paramount, and we can do a live show in the States, in like LA or some shit. Oh my God. I'm telling you, fam. I'm telling you. And you know what? They wouldn't even have to pay accommodation because I've got family in San Francisco. They don't, don't. Why are you telling them that for? They could have fucking put us up with a massive five star hotel. You bastard! This is the thing, isn't it? I can't. I can go back and I can go back and delete this part and like edit the whole show and stuff. But that's just too long, you know. And so I now people know. So they're just going to be like, "Oh, you got cousins out there, so don't worry, it's fine." And there'll be some other like idiot that goes out there and he's like, oh, "Bruv, I stayed at Romada and a five star on it." Well, you know, Chad's house is going to be nice. Oh, God's sake! Honestly, this chick. So we'd be watching Better Call Saul. I'm going to stop you there because you're just going to digress to something that's completely no, irrelevant to this like, show. Because you know that what's his face is Chacha. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, Lalo. Lalo. Uh, yeah. If you see him. Okay, so if you watch Better Call Saul, there's a character called Lalo Salamanca. Yeah. And he is our Chacha. He is. I'm not joking. Like he looks exactly the same. He is the spitting image of my Chacha. Chacha meaning uncle, if you don't know what Chacha means. Yeah. Um, and he is, he's not as, I mean, like, Chacha's not scary, but you wouldn't mess with Chacha, would you? What? He's just too lovely a man to mess with. Why would you want to mess with yeah, him? Yeah, but he loves us because, you know, I'm his, like, baby niece. Right. But, you know, don't mess with my Chacha. <laughs> oh, my days. And um, Chacha is well connected as well. He probably is, but let's not, don't. He knows the whole of Bollywood. He does know the whole of Bollywood, all right? Uh, all I'm saying is, don't stop me from getting a five-star hotel, fam. Just shut up, innit? Do you know right, what I mean? Fine. Stop going on about Chacha. He loves me. Anyway, that's it from the first half of this show. The last thing we're going to say is a lovely message from Marla KV, who's a listener of the show and an amazing photographer as yes, well. Yes, she is. She sent us a lovely message the other day. Um, she said, I love the discussion and exploration style you guys use on all the podcasts. There's no arrogance, but more about speaking from a place of knowing yourselves while exploring, discussing, and learning. Uh, we get messages like this, you know, frequently, and it just makes me so humbled and and really, um, yeah, just deeply satisfied with what we do. You know, um, I'm just like, yeah, it, every week it kind of amazes me how many people listen to our show, interact with us, uh, and let us know that we're doing a really good job because it is literally like two people sitting in front of our you know coffee it's just tables us being talking. us yeah. and if you like it then that means that you would probably like us yeah if you don't like it then you wouldn't like us um we don't we don't really act any different than we do than we do in real on, life exactly like, yeah, yeah. What other you than see the is fact what you that get i probably have put a bit more energy into this than i do into my actual life where i'm really tired all the time mm, yeah exactly you only use the force like yoda you get the best of me you lucky people um but yeah thank you so much to to everyone that listens to our show um i keep forgetting to do this every week so mm. i'm gonna do it now please rate review us on apple podcasts yes it gets us heard it gets us further up on those whole algorithms and shit um you things know, that we don't understand um and can you also subscribe yeah on spotify 
can you subscribe on Apple Podcasts? Yes. Yes, you can. I mean, that's the first thing to fucking subscribe on because that's the that's the biggest subscribing platform. Well, I don't know. Apple I don't Podcasts. do Apple. Um, but yeah, so d- subscribe and like and rate and review and yes, all that. And then all... tell a friend and who tells a friend who tells a friend. Definitely. All of that jazz. Yes. Yeah, definitely rate and review us, please, on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, we will mention you on every show. Not every show. Every single episode we'll talk about you, fam. On next week's show, we will talk about you and give you uh, a glowing praise for your review that you've given for us. Um, and, and, and be honest, if you don't like us that much, then, you know. Just tell like, us, innit? Or just keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And no, just don't listen to us. No one wants to hear a hater, fam. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah. So, please do that. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and every other platform you can hear us. Um, and just, yeah, follow us on our social media platforms at Native Immigrants with a single M on Twitter and at the Native Immigrants Podcast on Instagram. And just share. Let's just let's just live a lovely community of sharing, sharing alike. And you can join in, you know, with at Jojo underscore B. Yeah. And at, at Swami Barakas yeah. as well. You know, so we're we're a three-pronged attack on where you can find us basically online. So please do make sure you follow us everywhere. Right. Well, that is it from the first half of this show. And the second half of this show, where we've completely changed everything mid-conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. We have no idea what we're going to say yet. So, yeah, uh, bear with us, because it's going to be off the cuff. See you on the other side, people. Welcome back to the second half of The Native Immigrants. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And in a change to our scheduled show, we've done a complete Mm U-turn and done a completely spontaneous episode off the back of our conversation in the first half of this show. So this show, episode 69, (laughs) is about the no-pants dance. It is indeedy. We are talking about sex. Now, I've been, um, I'd say the word, not dubious, um, but I've been... Hesitant. Hesitant, yeah, because, you know, there's so many different podcasts that talk about, you know, sex. And it's like, it's their USP as well. Yeah. You know, and that's pretty much how they've made it famous, you know, across circles. And they become celebrities off podcasts talking about sex. Yeah. You know, and... Obviously, ours... And they do it better than us. The, no, of course. Because... I mean, not the sex. I mean, like, the, the talking about the sex. <laughs> well, that's you know, subjective as well. We don't know yet. Do you know what I mean? Potentially. Um... Maybe yet. <laughs> yeah. not... We don't know, and you will never know. Okay, fine. Um, all right. So, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, there are a number of different podcasts out there um, that talk about sex and sex life, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some great shows, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but we're not one of them and our our strengths have always been about talking about taboos issues and topics within the british asian community but this is one of the biggest taboos to the point where you feel tabooed into not talking about it okay so that's this is what i was building up to say my end did i Um, um... yeah 
you did a, you did cut a you down bit. once again. No, I think it's ca- I think it's called now. It's it's officially been phrased now as part of the Oxford thesaurus, uh, the Oxford Dictionary, even huh. as doing a JoJo B. Um, so Zoe. So so that's right. So you, you can't change who you are. Um, <laughs> no, so I can't. this and is I, um, and I bloody well won't. Fair enough. Um, anyway, and isn't it the sign of a good marriage when you can finish finish finish? <laughs> finish it's a sign of a good marriage when you can get your sentences right. Yeah, yeah neither can, of us can do that. So well, obviously we've got a shit marriage, isn't it? No, because we finished each other's sentences, and so thus you don't have to finish your shitty sentences. Shitty, <laughs> sentences. <laughs> and I don't sentence. have to finish mine because we do it for each other. All right, yeah, okay. Well, if people who've listened to the show know that Jojo B cuts me off while I'm making a really, really good point or building something up anyway. So obviously we've got a shit marriage. Build it up for no reason. Just say it. Just get to the point. All right, well, the point is <laughs> this show, uh, this half of the show, we're going to be talking about sex. And yes, I have been hesitant about talking about it, not because I'm a prude, because I'm quite an open and honest person when it comes to things happening within my life. It's more the fact that, you know, ours isn't one of those shows that that's no, the kind of sex podcast but no we but are... in that way but we no but it's for me it's more important to find out how we can link our topics to the issues within our community and you're right this is an issue and a taboo mm. within our community yes you know so in that case that's the whole reason we're pressing ahead with it otherwise i'd have nipped it in the bud very very early on yeah, well i don't want to just sit here you know gratuitously talking about shagging exactly. that's not the point exactly uh you know we could do but we'd probably lose and no one's to hear it from us exactly <laughs> and stuff and if you want to listen to that stuff there is a thousand other podcasts that talk about this kind of stuff yeah much so better. yeah exactly much better than us so feel free to listen to them there's some great ones out there i'm sure we'll throw some recommendations in our in our twitter and instagram or whatever but anyway you're listening to the native immigrants and the native immigrants for episode 69 <laughs> will be talking about sex <laughs> Sorry, I just laugh every time we say episode sixty. The thing is, I'm I'm I over I'm over saying it as well, just to make it even more like you know this is like <laughs> this, is, this is how we are. I am. Honestly, just the number sixty nine makes me laugh. I mean, it's <laughs> fucked. Um, and if you wanna if you wanna find out why it's uh, so uh, childishly funny, uh, look it up online. Uh, is what I'd say. Yes. Um, don't ask us. Uh, so, <laughs> if you're one of our listeners and you are like at, I mean, because we have listeners of, of an age. Yeah, as we mentioned, the and first if you've got to show, that age and you don't know what 69ing is, oh dear. Oh dear, indeed. Um, <laughs> so we're both sitting here, like drinking on a couple of glasses of Bailey's. Um, Just because you know the weather's turned, and why not? No, and not the that. countdown to Christmas has happened. All right, I'm, I'm thinking the morning. Fir- yes, I'm, that's what. This is the thing. Just shut. Do you know what? I'm going to do this whole podcast by myself because you know I tried to build something up, and Jojo B's like, "You're a cock." You know, just like in the middle of a, you know, in the middle of a conversation and stuff. So I'm just like, why is the point of me carrying on trying to do anything here? Because I'm trying to get across the fact that we're trying to have some alcohol because we're, you know, some September, some month of love. Here we're going to be talking about sex, so. You know, a couple of glasses, sipping away, casually talking about things. Yes. Also, I love Bailey's. Bailey's is the one. Anyway, so sex, Georgie B. Yes. Why go on with it? Yes, lots of people have it. I mean, like, okay, so yeah, just putting it out there in case people don't know. Mm-hmm. We're a married couple. Yes. You are, you are listening to two people 
that have had sex with each other. Yes. That's really weird, <laughs> isn't that it? Is that weird? Is that, that, does that freak really you guys out? weird. It's that whole thing where, you know, sometimes we think of like, you know, like, okay, let's not even think about that shit. Fuck it. Do you know what I find really weird is that sitting in a room with my parents and I have a child now, so they now know that, I mean, I'm sure that they would have guessed anyway, but they now now know for definite that we've had sex because we produced a child. Yes, yeah. And there's like evidence of our sexual relations. Absolutely. And that sometimes just like, it's just weird. But that's the thing. So I I think this also comes back to our culture and it comes back to our community. And how much uh, it's still looked upon as this kind of very, you know, uh, not talked about, you know. It's a dirty little secret. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, you know, when like, I mean, I didn't do this, but I know some ladies have, and especially probably from a slightly older generation than me, who used to like cover their bumps because they were like, you know, you you don't parade your pregnant bump around because that's evidence of you having had sex. Really? Yes. And it's just, I mean, it's just insane. But that's what used to ha- I never used to really understand it. And then when I kind of like caught on, I was like, oh, that's weird. That, that, no, that's that's really, really odd. That's really strange. I mean, but that's I mean, what from, happens. A, from a from a culture and a subcontinent uh, in that way, that's got, you know, close to probably two billion people. Um, <laughs> sex is definitely <laughs> something like, that's it, like, um, Asians part of Asians love the, to have sex. Well, yeah, well, yeah. We, we just pro- never talk about it. Procreate, uh, you know, but they, they do, obviously, because the amount of, you know, people <laughs> that are out there. Um, and so, and obviously we're talking about... Do you mean like, about, as in like, when you say procreate, like just functional sex, like just, you know, in, out, make it happen, baby? Um, there's probably a number of people that are, that um, only have sex to procreate, I can imagine. Um, you don't like to think of our people as having like sex because they love it. For pleasure. Yeah, and Sex for pleasure. Um, I, I don't want to think about like people I know from my, my family. No, uh, but I mean like way. as in Asians in general. We're not Asians really seen is... as a very like, we're not seen as, we're not seen as very sexual and if we are then it seems like like you only ever see kind of like the deviant side, the scary, creepy side of it. I think there's a there's a massive thing about the kind of the creepier side, especially with like the lads in India. You know that Pornhub, one of the, I mean, one even of the biggest. Here, um, yeah, even here, Pornhub, one of the biggest uh, contributors in terms of viewership of that website is from the Indian market. Did I read somewhere? And I don't know where I read this and when I read this, but like the main thing that they Google is like, Bubby. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. I think yeah. I think you might you might even be true, though, to which be is fair. so fucked up. It's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so what I'm saying, and plus, you know, we're the we're the country of the Kama Sutra, you know. So we like sex has always been a massive part, really, of our culture, you know, for for centuries now. Yes. So um, so it's not something that we should really like, you know, frown not so much frown upon, but like deviate ourselves away from. It is something that we can talk about and we can talk about openly. Um, you know, I feel obviously we're from that generation where um, if we talk about, say, from being, you know, in your teenage life, mm-hmm. you know, we're always talking about the whole birds and bees thing um, with your parents talking to you about sex. I think that's something that's very much uh, a no-go zone with our culture. I, yeah, my I, parents never talked about sex ever. No, absolutely not. So all, all we knew about was things we'd learned from like sex ed at school and these kind of and things. And you had to take that form home and get it signed. Signed, yeah. And that was literally the most cringeworthy like thing that I've ever gone through with my family. I'd love to know, for people that listen to this show, did any of your parents object to 
learning about sex education in schools because I've heard about these kind of things happening where it would be one of those things where it's not spoken about and it's and we should not teach this to our children because it's sexualizing them at a very very young age i mean if you get turned on from what you learn at school that just the biology just the basic facts they don't teach you anything to do with sex and you know how to have a healthy sex life mm. other than like rolling a condom onto a uh, onto a banana <laughs> that's as far as it goes so if you get turned on by any of that stuff there's something very wrong with you yeah absolutely um but yeah so so it, it, we never had that conversation with my parents uh, about the yeah, birds no, and the bees. Um, and I think it, that echoes the same sentiments for a lot of people, in, I guess, in our generation. Mm. If you're one of the few that talked about these things quite openly with your parents, then great on you. You had some really liberal-minded parents, uh, which yeah. is refreshing. Um, but that's not obviously necessarily the case. You know we're going to have to have this conversation with Bubs at some point in his future life. Yeah, of course. That's crazy. I'm gonna. We'd have to like you know play like paper rock scissors kind of thing, and then whoever wins that best of five <laughs> is the person that ends up talking to them about it. Do you know what I mean? No. It's gonna be like yeah, and you know I always beat you at everything, no. so there's obviously gonna be like only one person to to do make this happen. Um, but yeah, so we didn't have the talk, um, and I. F- so before I went to university, mm. I, I think I've said this before on a show many a moon ago. Uh, so my mom was just having a conversation with me about, you know, just like looking after myself while I'm out there and stuff, you know, just regular, you know, leaving the home for the first time. I'm not under the roof anymore. So just, just like, you know, generally, you know, look after yourself, you know, just, you know, don't do anything crazy. Make sure you use protection, and, and I just the, she just she just dropped it so casually in the middle of the sentence. I it was the double take that I gave her. <laughs> like I, if I was drinking this Bailey's right now, it would have just been spat out back out in her face, out of complete shock. Um, I really didn't expect it coming, but at the same time, I was really comforted in the knowledge that oh, so my mom's cool with me having sex while I'm out away at uni, which is a a massive thing for me. I was like, bro. Um, but I don't know if that was necessarily the case also with a lot of parents with their with their kids. Um, I mean, if it was the case, then I think it's probably more likely to have been the case with parents of boys. Because yeah. I don't know any girls of my age who ever had that kind of conversation and who has ever, to- you know, told me, just be careful. We were told, stay away from boys at all costs. Otherwise, we will, you know, lock you in a room and never let you out again, yeah. basically. And, you know, I was like... I was just told never to talk to boys, which is obviously daft because I had loads of male friends. Yeah. Um, my parents never really knew about my male friends either. And they, I mean, there's never any danger of me getting up to anything because I had um, zero, like, I mean, honestly, like zero confidence, mm. zero confidence. Right. <laughs> um, just in general, but especially when it came to just like how I looked and, you know, my kind of how I felt about my body. And so I had no, I, I would never have thought of anyone looking twice at me. Mm, yeah. And so I had lots of male friends because I never thought there was ever any danger of them ever fancying me. So I was just myself with them. Yeah, fair And they, they, I was always like, one of the lads. <laughs> and um, I mean, all the way through school as well, I was like that because I just... Yeah, I mean, no one would have looked twice at me. And I, even if they had done, I would never have been aware of it because I just did not see myself as the kind of person that anyone would want to look at mm. for those reasons. Yeah. Um, so 
I mean, this comes from, this stems from the fact that my family just constantly made comments about how I looked from a very young age because I was, you know, I was a chubby baby. And yeah. then that just kind of carried on in terms of them calling me chubby. Even when I wasn't as a child, there was like a stage where I wasn't chubby. Yeah. But everyone just said I was. Yeah. And yeah, made me enough. feel that way. And then I became quite overweight when I was a teenager for very various reasons. And so, but people kind of like, you know, they always said things. Yeah. And so there was no confidence. And maybe that was just their way. Maybe it was like a family secret. <laughs> it was just their way of making sure that I never had sex while I was at uni. <laughs> because you're, yeah, because you're so low body confident. Yeah, Overall let's just make her feel really shit about herself. It was like a family conspiracy. Let's make her feel really shitty about herself. And then my parents would be like, oh, no, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. You're not allowed to have any boyfriends, blah, 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 blah. And at the end, I'm not even joking. Mm. The night before my 21st birthday, the same week that I graduated from university, yeah. my mom and my auntie sit me down and they're like, so do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> oh dear. And I looked at them, I was like, What? And they went, do you have a boy? I was like, how can I have a boyfriend when I've lived at home for the whole of uni and you have told me constantly every day I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend? Or allowed to go out. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was allowed. I, I mean, I did go out. Yeah, yeah You know, way. like I was not going to not party, but I just went out and had a good time. I did not have a good, like I didn't go out to have like a good time in that <laughs> sense. And so, um, yeah. I think that was, I just realised now that it was just like the big family plan. Let's make well, her feel just, shit for think, many years that she doesn't have sex for a long time. But the, no, but I think the, the bigger key issue there really is the, and, and it's something, again, we've spoken about in previous shows, um, is that big difference on how boys and girls are treated within the family and how yeah. the boys are allowed to get away with a lot more or they're allowed a little bit more freedom. To, yeah. to do that because um, the girls that i did know that were in relationships or you know had slept with someone whether it was casual or a serious thing mm. they were judged far more harshly than the boys yeah, ever yeah. were and there was a lot of like bitching about them to their mm. face to behind their backs whatever yeah. and yeah it was really judgy whereas the guys just yeah well, it's just what guys do in it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> no I, I, it does i i do think sometimes if my parents had a daughter um how they would have you know gone about it uh in they terms would never of, have let her le leave the house probably well, maybe or not maybe i don't not. think your dad would have your mom's yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. your mom's quite like open-minded yeah but, um, but yeah dad absolutely dad was the same with me and that was the same with the guys in our house so i can only imagine the the strict levels that would have been uh put upon um a potential sister i could have had yeah um and so yeah it's 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 always been a big issue um from from that generation towards um the treatment of the sons and the daughters and how different they're they're treated within the household um and yeah i think um the guys have always been allowed to to get away with things and um and the girls have been almost yeah judged upon a little bit more Shall I tell you how different it was right so my dad came with me to see all my uni like viewings, you know, yeah. you go to their open days and stuff. I really wanted to go to Leeds. I was like, Leeds is the one for me. Yeah. But I was like, all right, let's go and check it out. Let's see what the course is about. Loved the course. Yeah. Loved the uni, loved the campus, everything. Um, 
everything's going very well. Dad was like, it's really good. We're having a nice chat as we leave in the university. Literally, we walked through the door and there's two Asians getting off with each other. Yeah. My dad's face changed instantly. He did not talk to me the whole drive back to Newcastle where I was like, dad, I really like the university and stuff. And then we got home and he must have had a chat with my mom and about half an hour later, my mom was like, yeah, you're not going to that university. <laughs> oh, dear. I was like, what? And she was like, dad's not comfortable with you going there. And then I realized what, why, what had right, happened. Right, right. And I was like, mom, that's going to happen everywhere. Like yeah, that could yeah, happen yeah. at any university, even if I went to the one, if I went to Newcastle University, which is where I ended up in the end. And um, she was like, no, you can go literally anywhere else mm. within reason. But, and the one that they won, really wanted me to go to was the one where all my family live in the same city. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> so I just ended up staying at home. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. That's it's how strict weird. my parents were. It, it's like, but I love how um, sex becomes a defining factor in decision making. Yeah. You know, with with a lot of these things, um, you know, in the people that you see, if you're if you're seen like, as you know, I'm sure a lot of people can can relate to this and stuff. If you're seen with a girl like out and about in town, that's a friend. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. That's immediate like, oh, these two people are having sex. The drama, honestly, like the, the hiding that we had to do, even as just a group of friends in sixth form, you used to go into town as a group. The boys would have to walk slightly ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, they, we, this is all platonic, yeah. but that would just be the way and you couldn't get seen. And like now, so this is like my generation. And then my friends, like younger siblings. Mm. So there's only a few years difference. Yeah. They're going around holding hands and shit. And we were like, what? We never got away with that. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, and I can imagine that now, like. Yeah, now. A lot the, more, yeah, yeah, it's a lot more liberal. But we, we had to, like, we, me and you come from a generation where we used to have to hide. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Even yeah, yeah, just yeah. like sitting next to each other wasn't allowed. Yep. If you got seen, like sitting next yeah, to each other. Yeah, like, because like, obviously in school, everyone kind of knows each other. Everyone's like like parents are like know your parents and shit and so the mm. word gets round and yeah there was a lot more i'm sure this still happens now but back then it was a legitimate like fucking like mission impossible Ethan yeah. hawk kind of shit to try to get away i mean anywhere. those are the days where you used to have to girls used to put the makeup on on the bus on the way to school yeah, Do you know yeah what i mean yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. the, it was those days and that kind of that kind of stuff doesn't, doesn't really yeah, happen, doesn't happen anymore, no, exactly exactly it's thankfully yeah thankfully times are changing um, you know, people uh, are getting safer as well, as well at the same time. Um, but if we go back to like the whole thing about sex mm. and our culture, and the big thing, I guess, really is the whole sex before marriage. Yes. Uh, you know, one well, one of the big kind of factors, I guess, in in uh, you know things going like completely like haywire. Uh, uh -huh is is that as a as an issue like so i obviously i was a virgin before we got married um, <laughs> and so like you know the first the first time i had sex was on my suhagrat and I, that's where i broke my cherry um with, for the first time oh my um, god and so yeah so i don't imagine know imagine if i that. believe that shit imagine it <laughs> um yeah, so I think I think it's um, it's safe to say we both had sex before marriage. Yes, uh, not just with each other. Yes, um, and and so these things like I, I know I could talk to my mum about these kind of things. It, it was a you know initially like she wasn't happy about a lot of this stuff, mm. but um, but you know with you know I would tell her to a certain extent you know with people that I've been going out with and stuff, but 
other people not so much you know, um, <laughs> you know like obviously like man's hookups and things but it's all good you know because I'm a, I'm a i'm a married man now younger me different me right yes i don't um, want to hear numbers we've not discussed numbers yeah because we decided not to i don't do want to know yeah i think sometimes you know those things are like you know they're they're personal things that happen in my life and i think either one of us would be like you know we just that's that's your time that's your thing things you got up to it's all yeah. bless we're married now we don't need to know exactly you know if if you and if you're in a marriage that talks about these things openly amazing for you honestly i'm i'm very very happy to see this yeah you know? i just feel like sometimes you have to keep a little bit for yourself yeah totally there's like you know i mean i'm sure that you have like things that you just they're just yours yeah no experiences i've had in my life and things that i've especially things that i've done with previous partners or like I don't those know that shit. but that's what i'm saying that, that's that's those are those are personal parts of, like, of things in my life that you know I, I can look back on now at the time you know if you break up with someone and you're just like oh fuck that person i never want to think about them and it's all like bad memories but it's yeah. not you look at you look back on things now and it's like you know if i went on a holiday with an ex and stuff like that i'll remember that fondly yeah you know things like that so but i'm not going to talk to you about all the amazing things that i fucking did with my ex am i no you know so um ex no. <laughs> yeah exactly so um, so things like obviously sex, um, you know, before marriage um, is something that we're not going to go into too too much detail with each other about our previous sexual life. When I first had sex, yeah, are we allowed to say this here? Are we are we allowed oh. to just open it up? I th if I remember, I was twenty, so it's quite old. That's quite old. Yeah. It was in the middle of uni uh, time, and because I was a, I was like, um, oh, t well, yeah, it was towards the end of kind of the second year. Because yeah. I was like, I was a very much like you. I wasn't a very confident person myself, mm. and so I, I, I went into kind of uni thinking like, I'm, I'm not a good-looking guy, and I'm not gonna, you know, meet too many sexual partners and but stuff. You're like a full head of hair and stuff. Then fuck off. <laughs> I'm, I'm even sexier now, fam. <laughs> yes, you are. I married you like this, thankfully, because exactly. I don't like men with long hair. Well, yeah, I had long hair and stuff like that, and then, and then I was getting a lot of interest and stuff, and I was like, okay, um, and yeah, and so. That's when I had sex. Okay, good for you. And it was, uh, you know, with someone from uni. Good. So, yeah. Good. How about yourself? I was... 29. No, I was somewhere around 22, 23, I think. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you um, know what to do? Hmm? you know what to do? No. Really? No, I mean, obviously you've seen it on films <laughs> or whatever, but I wasn't like a porn viewer or anything. So I kind of like, just kind of... Felt my way around it, <laughs> basically. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think this, I, I mean, as much as like anyone, any woman will say oh, like the first time, you know, it fucking hurts. So mm, it's not really mm. that much fun. Um, but yeah, I was about that age. Yeah. And because I like, I was a very late bloomer when it came. I had no confidence and I didn't even like, even back then when my ex kind of approached, first approached me, I was like, what me? Yeah. Really? Hmm. no of course yeah but it was weird though how like that initial you know like i said it at the time as well like you know after having sex and since then sex literally changes everything i'm not even joking the way like um i just everything about my persona kind of changed after sex is it the confidence boost, yes the i guess boost? yeah i think so maybe it's a male thing no i think i kind of started feeling like i not that i was more worthy but i was just more 
like I felt more comfortable in my body. Yeah, yeah, fair play. I was really awkward and didn't feel comfortable in myself. And I had been made to feel really shitty by, you know, family members, by other boys that I'd had crushes on and stuff. They had made me feel really shit about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so I was really guarded and I was really not confident. And I had a lot of very pretty friends and that didn't really help me either. As much as yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. them, <laughs> they didn't really help me. Um, as, and they loved me, you know what I mean? Like my friends were always very supportive and loving towards me and tried to make me feel better about myself. And yeah. they didn't want me to not like the way that I was, mm. but that's just the way I was at that point. That's how I felt. And and then by the time I hit my mid twenties, I just stopped giving a fuck. Mm, like, yeah. I just, I kind of like, I got a, a slight, I mean, I've never, I'm still, you know me, I'm still not confident about my body, Yeah. but like, I just kind of, stopped caring as much yeah uh, and yeah, then yeah. the boys came to me mm. i think when you have that like um not boys men but <laughs> when you have that like um that inner confidence when you hold yourself in a slightly more confident manner yeah you're not looking at the floor yeah and you're like just having fun like you because you, you enjoy yourself more you enjoy life more yeah, when you're of comfortable course, of course, within of yourself course, yeah and when you're having more fun people ha it's kind of like a magnet people kind of yeah come I'm drawn, to you. drawn towards you absolutely yeah, yeah. and so yeah mid-20s is a good time yeah no of course i think i think um that you know loads of people um i, I think feel the same way sometimes i guess you know you get a certain there's a confidence level of it um, you know, obviously, like having a partner as well, then a long term relationship, you're continually having sex through that as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, in between there, it is what it is and stuff. People you end up meeting, <laughs> it's all good, it's all blessed. <laughs> you know, no, 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 because, like, you know, I've always, you know, with, I've always, I've, I've always been upfront and honest. I told my mom about a few of these things. I had a few kind of scares as well, uh, you know, through, you know, through doing not being this. sensible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, naughty. always not, be sensible, always be sensible, 100%. Um, you know, but you like you learn, you know, the older you get and stuff. Um, and again, I think when we when we talk about the whole sex before marriage, and, you know, the the way I guess, people are looked upon within our community that have had that uh, there, there is obviously a, an, an element of, you know, of judgmentalism, um, and um, it's. I, th I just feel if we were a bit more open as a community about these things uh, amongst each other, mm. then it, it just it would just alleviate that kind of the this massive grey area in between the sort of the generational uh, differences between our viewpoints and our parents' viewpoints yeah. um, and it would enable a little bit of a better understanding um, and a bit more acceptance, I guess, more than anything else. I think also, like, we're at an age where, like, a lot of our friends are still single. They're not in relationships. They're not married or whatever. But they've hit their, like, then, I mean, we're all nearly, like, 40, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, I, like, I can't imagine what parent would ever think... <laughs> My nearly 40-year-old child is still a virgin. I mean, some might be still, yeah, exactly. you know, some yeah, might yeah. be saving themselves. And if you've waited that long, then good for you, mm. right? But the vast majority mm. probably aren't. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and like, I think parents would be deluding themselves if they thought that their kids, like, most of their kids were, you know, virginal, pure, you know, cherubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're yeah. not, mostly. And... 
people like to judge. And do you know who likes to judge the most? Antigis. Mm, yeah, of course. And my mom always used to say to me, oh, you know, but you live away from home and people think this about you and that about you. And for the first few years of being in London, I did not do anything with anyone. Mm, yeah. And um, and and I was like, look, mum, I know what their kids are up to. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. But they need to look at their own children before they start talking about me. Yeah. Because I live away from home. I still have not done anything with anyone. <laughs> I've not had a boyfriend. I come home every weekend. You know, like I was like a good girl. Mm. And me having sex did not make me a bad girl. Yeah, exactly. What this, uh, this is the thing, like this whole good girl, like if you if you haven't had if you haven't had sex, and a bad girl if you have. Yeah, you, that should that's, not. Whether that's the have... thing. This is, I think that's that's a that's a massive problem for me. Your um, virginity should not like dictate or should not be the thing that says whether you're a good or a bad person. Absolutely not. Because it's got nothing to do with that. No, of course not. It it's for me, like it's it's a fundamental part of human nature, you know? Like we all like we're one of the few mammals that have sex for pleasure. Us and dolphins. Us and dolphins. Yeah. Just don't no, have sex with a dolphin, no, obviously. No, do you know what I mean? I'm just do don't. That. Please do not. Please, no. if you listen, if you're a listener of ours that even thinks that, stop listening to our show and just fucking unsubscribe <laughs> and delete us. Um, but like you know, it's it's just a part. It's just part and parcel of human nature. And so you are going to have sexual partners before you get married. It's a and, natural thing. And also, as a woman, like if you're constantly told that you're not that you're not allowed, it's bad, it's dirty, it's going to make you a bad person, you will not enjoy sex. Yeah. It will, and it took me a long time to kind of be like, yeah, I like this. Because <laughs> I just had this sense <laughs> yeah, of guilt. Every time of, I did yeah. it, I was like, I'm a terrible person because I'm doing this and you I'm are. lying to my parents. And it's, you know, not that I was going to run home and tell them if I could have done, but like, I just felt like I was hiding such a massive part of my life because I couldn't tell them about my relationship in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just felt like a terrible person. Mm. And and so then that makes you feel like if you get any kind of pleasure that you are an awful person. Yeah, no, And that is that does a lot of bad shit to your mental health. Mental health, yeah, of course. Well, um, unless unless you're seeing like a, a married man. Uh, then, then, then it's probably a completely different uh, argument. Yeah, equation. well, it's different, isn't it? You, you know? know, and but, like, um, I'm not going to judge anyone, so let's not have that. Conversation. No, of course not. Of course but not. like, just don't come near my married man. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I just it made I it took me a long time to not feel guilty about enjoying it. Yeah, of course, of and course. wanting it. Yeah, exactly. I may it's like I said, it's it's a, it's a very much a part and parcel of of who we are as as humans um so all right so sex before marriage yes we did it we did it yes okay sex after marriage yes uh two different things for you judge i mean yes because then all of a sudden everyone was just like oh you're married now so off you go and do but it but the thing to the people themselves it didn't i don't think it means for me it didn't really mean anything like it's sex before marriage, sex after marriage. Yeah, because was, you're already doing it, so it's fine. Yeah. So, but obviously, but for I guess that it's that weird cultural acceptance uh, now where oh, it's okay. So no way can you have you know sex before you get married. As soon as you get married, so when are you going to deliver our grandchild? It's so weird now? because like it's like well yeah that but also like think of the wedding night, Sahagrath, right? Yeah. We fucking put flowers all over the bed and shit. Like I remember we didn't have this because <laughs> we were Bollywood here. What Bollywood film do you live but in? But no, but in India. So when my brother got married, like they were the, his in our house in India. His room is next door to mine, and we had to like decorate. 
the room with flowers and there was flowers. Are you serious? And, yeah, it was. I was just like, this is what? weird. And then like I was like, I am not sleeping in that room next door. And so then I went and slept. <laughs> In my auntie's room, because there was about 50 of us crammed into this tiny, like into this small house. And so I went and slept like next to my auntie. I was like, I am not sleeping in that room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let them have the whole of the upstairs to themselves. Yeah. So like, that's what they had. And um, yeah, it was just like, oh, right. So now it's okay. Mm. So all this time, everything's like, you know, no, you must stay pure and all this stuff. And then, then it's like, it's okay for your whole family to know that you're having sex and to decorate your room for you with flowers and stuff to make it a big celebration. And that everyone else is in the house at the same time. And they know that that's what's happening. Okay. Um, I want to put it out there now. I, I'm so uncomfortable with the notion of having sex in the same house as my parents. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's if that's just a... Um, it no, made the first few months of our marriage very difficult. Very, very difficult. Um, I, I, mate, loads of people, like thousands of people, okay? And this is not me sounding judgmental in any way, okay? Mm -hmm. Their families all live together. Yeah, joint and families. So, joint, yes. Exactly. So you still live with your parents, um, you know, your, with your wife as well, and potentially your children. All amazing. Mm. Fantastic. Okay. But obviously, they most probably would have had to have had sex, and that's in you know in maybe even the adjacent room. It's very quiet, I suppose. Yeah, um, that that's and I think again, again, a cultural thing. Uh. Culturally, it's embedded in my head that this is really weird and awkward and wrong. We and wrong. We're told it's wrong, and so then even that's if why. even when you're married, <laughs> even yeah. when you're married, because it's still that if it's gonna be if all through your life you've been told it's wrong, then when you get married, it's not gonna make a difference. It's still like buried in there, exactly. deep, deep in there. Yeah. And so like just the fact that you've got a ring on your finger doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything because exactly. it doesn't it won't make that click happen in your brain absolutely well it didn't for us anyway yeah well, for a lot of people they might be just as comfortable i had absolutely you know, no qualms and you know having sex in you know like, like in the room next to their parents like oh my smacking God. The, the the headboard of the bed oh against the God, wall I can't think of anything worse. Um, while while their <laughs> what respective a partner orgasms um you know oh beta they just i think they're trying for one tonight i think um, yeah. Well, so, an orgasm or a baby. <laughs> uh, well, both probably. Um, but that's, this is the thing. It's, it's never, it's just never sat well with me. It's the same way as like, we're talking about fucking suitable boy and sitting down and watching these things with our parents. And there's like, you know, people wanking on screen and I'm sitting there with your indoors. It's just like that, it, that's embedded in me culturally and it shouldn't be. But because I'm part of that generation, I think I'm basically well, in I that mean, mindset. I don't think it's that massively weird to feel a bit awkward about having sex when your parents are still in the, and they're in the same house, yeah. you know, in the same vicinity. Yeah. Um, I think most people feel that way. But then that's why lots of people move out of home. But mm. because of the expectation... Not the only reason. I need to have sex, so I'm going to move out of here right now. I mean, you need to like... I mean, sex is a huge part of a marriage. Mm. So, for most marriages. And so I think... It is a massive reason as to why if you want privacy and you want to be able to have your marriage. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, it freaked us both out. And we lived with your mum and dad for a few months. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it made those few months very difficult. No, definitely. But but again... There's a lot of cuddling in those <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. A lot of, um, you know, like PG. <laughs> yeah, and PG. we'd gone from like, you know, like... 
from 18. Rated X. Yeah, before getting married to yeah. then post. PG. Yeah, to like straight to PG before. Ha- like, we were straight, back to just being mates. To, um, straight to like the camera panning to the fireplace, basically, that kind well, of we shit. We were back to being mates again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had been mates way, yeah. for a while. I mean, you were practically a virgin by the time you were like. <laughs> Pretty much. And um, so then we got our flat and I was like, Thank fucking God, because I love your parents, mm. but I was like, nah, I can't do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so now, now, but even like moving to the flat and stuff and having our marriage and being able to do anything you want freely, mm. um, we still will continually get the inquisitions from family. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. About when, uh, now that you're married, great, when are you going to deliver us a grandchild? Yeah. And that started really quickly. Mm. And I was like, I was like so uncomfortable with that question Mm. because I never really asked anyone that question before I got married, except to very close friends who I would have conversations with about sex anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, it's like for them, but like your mum or for some auntie that from your side that I didn't know, or even an auntie from my side of the family, you know, to come up and ask me that, I was like, do you comprehend what you're asking? Because I don't think they do. No, of course, of course not. But it's what they're asking is thing. like, so they what I mean, what they actually ask is when are you going to have a baby? Yeah, right. But what that means is, are you having sex? And are you having often enough? Basically, yeah. To, and please don't get me started to when like it really ramped after we'd been married for a few years and we still hadn't had a baby because we were having good times, yeah, just traveling the world and just enjoying life. One of your aunties comes up to me. Mm. Remember this? Yeah, probably. And she told me what to do post-sex <laughs> to make a baby happen, <laughs> to increase my chances of having a baby. Yep. She told me to keep my legs in the air. Big up. Right? She's listening put your bum on a cushion and keep your legs up. Yeah. This is your auntie. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. like, I mean, and, and Fair she, play to and I think that's a, I think she's a great look. so lovely. And she said to me, she goes, look, I know that it's, it's going to be very uncomfortable for you to have this conversation with your mother-in-law. Mm. And I just, you know, and she's so, like, I love her. I love her so much. Mm. This auntie, she's such a lovely auntie, right? Mm. And, and so she, so she was like, I'm here. Yeah. So I'm going to have this conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like, fine, right? Fine if we're sitting in the living room and we're having a cup of tea and she just kind of has a quiet word with me. This was at a function. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she whispered it into my ear. Yeah, yeah, And I was yeah, like, yeah. and a function at her house as well. <laughs> what, I'm you know like, what? I was like, oh I, my God. But Loki, I Loki rate that though, because to be fair, it's it's a kind of conversations like okay okay. This I was, was already pregnant part. at that point, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just uh, <laughs> couldn't exactly tell her at the time, unfortunately. No. But you were already um, you already bun in oven. Yeah. Um, but it these are almost the kind of conversations really that you sh- that we should be having. Like, yeah, I know, but you know, it was just it took all, me so but that's by the thing, surprise. We've, we've, we're because we're obviously like the uh, the you know the person saying it to you and, and the context of the conversation was like a, a complete like a shocker in itself but really like having these kind of conversations about things like this amongst members of your family shouldn't be an issue no but at the same time see that people ask that question and think it's okay to ask that question we could be having any number of issues that no one that i don't want to discuss with someone you know whether that's me and you not getting along or me and you you know just like I don't know, like we just don't feel like having sex. We're or, having a rough or patch. Like, or, you know, or we just or like... Or it's a medical thing. There could be dysfunctional issues or yeah, there could be there like... there could be any 
anything. Well, I might be shooting blanks. Who knows? You know yeah, mean? exactly. You might, like, we might not be able to conceive for whatever reason. Yeah. That question is so, like, normalized in our community. Yeah. But it is such a heavy question to ask someone yeah. when you don't know what's going on in their life. Yes. Now, this auntie I love very much, mm. but she doesn't know anything about our life. Yeah, of course. You know, because yeah. I see her at functions. Mm. I don't see her. I don't go around to their house very often or, you know, have cups of tea with her and have open conversations. Yeah. That's not the relationship we have. Yeah. And so, fine, she gave me some advice and I took it. And, and I already knew I was pregnant and I was, you know, like... I mean, I was dying inside at that point anyway because I was feeling so nauseous. But yeah. like, I, I was, I took it on board. I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll take your advice. Yeah, blushing like mad, right? But I, if I'd had any other issues, it probably would have killed me a little bit. And we mm. know people who've had various issues with conceiving and things like that. Yeah, that you know, and you don't know if someone's had a miscarriage. Of course, you know, yeah, like yeah, we wouldn't course. advertise that. Yeah. And and so all of these things that come with asking that question, mm. it's not just about, you know, you know, oh, it's they're, they're asking me if I'm having sex or not. They're mm. asking me if everything's OK with my reproductive system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and all of the things that go along with that. Mm. And and it's no one's business. No, of course. Of course not. It, you know, I think there's there's two sides to it. Obviously, with when a baby comes into the family, that's a massive thing for the whole family. And so there's there's a there's a joyous aspect of of that, especially with our communities, especially with our elders. They but what if want... we didn't want to have a kid? No, well, exactly. And that, yeah. that is not. And I know this is not to do with sex, but we. What if we didn't want to have one, mm. right? And and like that's not accepted because yeah, we yeah. said we didn't want to have one for a while, and yeah, no yeah. one, literally, no one accepted that answer. Yeah, no, of course not. Of course not. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that really is no business but the the couples themselves. But yeah, the the, the act of having a child obviously involves sex. Um, and so in essence, we're basically being asked all the time, how much sex are we having? How often are we having it? Yeah. And how quickly can you deliver us a child? And so then when you eventually do deliver a child, you know, uh, it, then we're basically back on the case of, okay, great. So you've had one. Um, but really they need a sibling in their life. Can I just say also, I, with my own family, I got quite brazen with the ones that I was quite close to. Yeah. And I was like, I'm on the pill, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And and they would just be like, oh, and instantly shut up. Mm. And my mom said it to me and I said it to her first. I was like, my mom, I'm on the pill. This is, we're not, we're not planning to come off the pill anytime soon. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. having a baby mm. right now. Yes. I'm enjoying my life first. Yeah, yeah. And, and then some of my aunties said the same thing and I was like, all right, I'm going to just tell you then. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you If you, if you feel like it's okay to ask me that question, then it's definitely okay for me to tell you that I'm using birth control. Yeah, of course, of course. What was their reaction to that? They're like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Nice girls don't go on the pill. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sensible girls do. Yes. And if they want to. Yeah, yeah. Don't but, feel forced you know upon it as well. Yeah, but if you want to take control of your own... I, that's the thing. The taboo around fucking contraception is mm, nonsense. Yeah, big yeah. Um, You do whatever you need to do to protect yourself from um, getting pregnant, yeah. from STDs, yep. all those things... Like the pill will not stop you from getting an STD, by the way. Yeah, so, like, you know, be sensible. Yeah. Um. But like, it's it's your business. Yeah, of course, of course. Um. No, it, it, in in the end, it's it's down to the, the two people themselves. Um. But okay, so so we've covered 
pre-marriage. We've yeah. covered post-marriage. Yeah. Post-baby. <laughs> I mean, post-baby is like being a virgin again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's more a case of uh, get it when you can. <laughs> it's it's finding a time when you're not tired. Yeah. When you're not dealing with baby. Yep. And when you're not dealing with all the shit that stacks up when you ha- that you have to put to one side when baby's just around and awake. Yeah. Or like, you know, having clean clothes. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> and not living in filth. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff, like all the cleaning and things that you need to do, cooking, yeah. eating. Eating was just not a thing for yeah, months for on end. I just exactly. lived on chocolate biscuits for ages. But like, yeah. And then just, you know, like feeling like it as well. <laughs> yeah, totally, mate. Because after all of that stuff... You just don't fancy it because you're tired. Yeah. But also for me, like I had pretty major surgery post birth. Yeah, of course, of course. And so the the fear of the pain of doing it mm. really put me off. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then also, like I, even though I had been really sick at, while I was pregnant, so I lost weight, and then actually when I ha- gave birth. To- <laughs> I had like, I'd slightly put on some weight towards the end of the pregnancy. So when I gave birth, I actually just went back to my weight that I was just yeah, before I got before pregnant. You, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, woohoo. And then came the not finding time to eat. And so just living on chocolate biscuits. And I just put on loads of weight. And I just felt like, nah, I don't, mm. I don't, I don't like this. Mm. So why would you? Which is not anything that you ever said. It was all just in my brain. Yeah. And I'm still tackling that, as you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, as I said, I've not I've always had body confidence issues and I felt really unsexy post having mm. a child and most of the di- time I am very unsexy my hair currently is massively frizzy and I've only just had it cut yeah, yeah. like I hadn't had it cut for months so I you know you just like tied back glasses on joggers on stained t-shirt usually because Gug's like he will you know throw thing food at me yes <laughs> it's just that's how I live and so it's very unsexy and then you know once he goes to bed like making myself sexy just it's not top of my priorities yeah it's it's a far cry um from life before i guess just generally basically you know life does change once you've had a baby Mm. um and you know this is one of the the factors within it you know it's the the intimate time that you have as a couple um it, and it's an. I think it's a natural thing for all the couples that say no. We continuously have sex all the time after you've had a child. Good for you. Absolutely. You know. Um. I'm. You know. Applaud you for it. Um. But I guess for us, it's a case of more. Well, you know. There's so much time in the day to do anything else other than looking after him and living our regular daily life. Yeah. And so you know, it's 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 at the moment it's few and far between. I think it will be easier the older, obviously, he gets as well at the same time. Yeah. You know? But, like, at the moment, we have to live our regular life in the times when he's asleep. So during his nap and then in the evening once he finally goes... I mean, he's he spent, like, an hour and a bit today just talking to himself. Yeah. And just refusing to sleep. And so then you put off all the things that you need to do until those times, until yes. he's asleep. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, it's just cramming a lot of stuff into... Very I mean, few hours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's just really tiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And th- okay, so this is not this is what we're not doing in this little part of the show is like objectively trying to put people off having a child because it would effectively end your uh, sex life. 
No, because um, ours hasn't ended. Yeah. It's just not quite as um, frequent as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's when we fancy it. Yeah. Uh, and and so, yeah, it's, but, you know, every every couple's different. You know, you, yeah. you know, you absolutely could find all the time in the world. And this is when having a joint family situation probably works because the burden of taking care of the child isn't always on you. And mm. so you might have a bit more energy or you might have a bit more time to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, the kid might sleep with its grandpa- grandmother yeah, instead, yeah. Of, instead of with you. And so then you have time. Yeah, exactly. But we, I mean, like while I was pregnant, I you physically, I mean, literally physically, he made me sick. I did throw up because of the smell of you. Lovely. And that wasn't your fault because you weren't stinky. But because my sense of smell was so heightened because of my hyperemesis, mm. I couldn't even bear this. I couldn't not, I could not be near him. Mm. And so he was in the other room. Yeah. And then, so that was for like nine months. Yes, yeah, so exactly. And then yeah. for another, what, eight months after that, we slept like separately as well because then Bubs ended up sleeping in our bed because he had health issues and he had to be near us and he yeah. wouldn't sleep in Moses basket and all that kind of bullshit so like yeah we had a long time where we just did we got very very little time together yeah exactly and then obviously you don't even realize it but like days end up becoming weeks and then weeks i think at one point end up becoming months well for months because of the the whole you know having a baby and all that kind of stuff and also the surgery and yeah, the fear exactly. of that so absolutely I had, yeah you know like ptsd is a thing and i still suffer from it and so like that really that really affect like, it all happened in one time so it just went for months so yeah just of course yeah absolutely not absolutely not um you know and you know we're open and honest enough to talk about it and i think also like i said it's it's probably something a lot of couples that have had children can absolutely relate to yeah um, we just never talk about no one talks about this shit no of course yeah because yeah this is the whole point of this particular episode you know when, when i when we thought let's talk about sex it wasn't going to be like well, what's your favorite position? Or <laughs> do you guys use beads or fucking like? I mean, like, um, what sex toys do you where, use? Where, which 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 orifice do you put this thing in? You know, so like, it's it's all like you know, it was more I guess for the kind of conversations that I guess we would have amongst like people of our the same age group as us amongst our community because it is something that we should be talking about and we should yeah. be a little bit more open and honest with. Um, and I think like the, the like going forward, us as parents, I think I'd I'd want to have that kind of an open and honest discussion with our son when he's of age. If I ended up winning or losing that paper rock scissors fight, obviously between <laughs> us, so who's going to talk to him about it? But we, I I just want to alleviate the kind of issues and awkwardness I guess that we had as as teenagers and as young adults going into the big wide world having not had that conversation and then and expect to just go out there and fend for ourselves yeah and also as the parents of a boy i feel like we also need to kind of instill the right attitude towards sex yeah of course it's not something that he's entitled to it's not something that he can demand of whoever he wants to have sex with do you know what i mean like he can't demand it of them yes and you know and if it is girls that he's into then um that he treats them with respect but he or sh- he should always treat any sexual partner with respect wholeheartedly and and also demand that respect back mm, mm. because i don't want anyone to ever take advantage of my son of course yeah and um and so and so that comes from knowing your worth and being confident in yourself and being respectful and loving and caring towards other people yeah and and I think that's our responsibility as parents to instill that in him and also to teach him to, you know, be sensible and safe yeah, and all course, those things as well. Mate, by the time he's probably having sex in the future, they'll be like 
robotic condoms which you don't have to do anything for and it's just probably like, just have to you know like just have a chip, chip in their in brain, their brain. <laughs> and there'll be no physical contact and they'll just think about it and it'll like happen. demolition man yes <laughs> yeah. i'm trying to think of the film where that happened demolition man you just put on like a pair of headphones and shit and they just have sex visually like virtually yeah without actually like touching each other or exchanging bodily yeah. fluids total recall is like that as well isn't it um no that's the woman, the woman with the three tits on it yeah yeah Oh, so, okay, so. fine. That does look like a virtual world, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, Demolition Man. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be like, that's that's what I imagine it'll be like. But if it's not, and even if it is, I'm sure there'll still be etiquette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Still make sure you treat your sexual partners correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, just, yeah, I think it's, it's, more, it's more a thing where we need to, you know, eradicate that awkward taboo within our communities when it comes to sex, uh, you know, because... Like I said, we we procreate. It's part of our culture. We will have sex in order to make that happen. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and whether that is, you know, for the sake of having children or just for pleasure and stuff like that, there is absolutely no issues with it. It is absolutely something that is normal and part of human nature. And the more that we can accept it amongst each other and everyone else, then, and realize there's absolutely no problem with it at all, because there isn't, then I think we'll be able to like progress properly yeah. as a as a wholehearted collective community. And I don't think that it should be a problem to be able to to. I mean, I don't think everyone's going to go around broadcasting what goes on in their marriage. But like, don't ever think that like peaks and troughs are like an abnormal thing. Yeah, like of these things happen, and we know that like we've had a bit of a hard time over the last couple of years in mm. terms of health and you know adjusting to being parents and stuff but as he gets older things are getting easier for us we make more time for each other and you know fun times happen exactly and, exactly. and i think that like whether that's to do with kids or other problems or you know or any other problems that you might have in your marriage there will be peaks and troughs yes when it comes to physical stuff and that's not an issue yeah no of course not it's and, only an issue if you stop talking exactly yeah, yeah of course so we continue talking well, we have to we do a podcast. So we do. Well, I no mean, choice. yes. I mean, this is our appointment to talk. Yeah, otherwise we don't talk to each week. other, fam. We literally like a couple of words to each other through the day, and it's like let's just get all our conversation out on the podcast, um, so that the world can think that we're having a happy marriage. I mean, this is and genuinely, this is one of the few times that we talk about stuff that's not like just general practical day to day stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of nice, isn't it? No, yeah, it's cool. And look, we managed to get through this half of the show talking about sex without feeling too awkward about it. So. There's nothing to be awkward about. Exactly. We like it. We have it. That's it. And I'm yeah. sure you guys like it and you have it. And that's great. Exactly. And if you don't like it, don't have it. That's absolutely fine as yeah. well. If you don't want to and you don't feel like it and it's not your thing, then don't do it. Exactly. Don't ever feel pressured into having sex. Yes. No one should judge anyone for anything. And no means no. And no does mean no. Right. Well, that's come to the end. Of the episode 69. <laughs> Had to get that in right towards the end of the native immigrants. Make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms at Native Immigrants with a single M on Twitter, at the Native Immigrants Podcast on Instagram. Uh, follow us on our so own social media platforms at Swami Barakas, at Jojo underscore B. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to all our platforms on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Listen, download, all that kind of stuff. And make sure you rate and review because that will get us listened to a lot more and we'll mention you on next week's show.
So until next week, people, I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. This is the end of the month of love. And I say peace. Ta-ta. Bye.